Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Okay, so last time, Joe and Loretta made a dramatic entrance at the Cockroach Races Ball when they turned up together in a helicopter. So we'll pick up the story there. Today, I'm going to be reading Chapter 22, Depressed. Here we go. Finn was sitting at the kitchen counter, trying to encourage their cockroach to run towards the piece of cheese he had put out for her. He wished his mum was there. April was fine if you needed someone to seek violent retribution, but mum always cooked such emotionally supportive pancakes. I'm so depressed, he said. I know, agreed April. She's a terrible cockroach. She never runs anywhere. Oof, barked Pumpkin as he lunged forward to bite the cockroach. He disliked it when April showed affection for anything other than him. Fortunately, she rarely did. No, I'm depressed about tonight, said Finn. Oh, totally agreed, April. We were so close to inspecting those cockroaches. If only Joe and Loretta hadn't turned up. Yeah, agreed Finn. It's all Joe's stupid fault. I blame Loretta more, said April. She's the one who knew how to fly the helicopter. He knew how I felt about her and he stole her from me, muttered Finn. What? asked April, not following Finn's half of the conversation. He didn't know you hated every particle of her nauseatingly perfect body. Finn looked at April. It suddenly occurred to him that his infuriatingly self-involved younger sister may not have noticed his infatuation with their impossibly attractive next-door neighbour. You know what, April? For once, I'm glad you are a totally self-absorbed monomaniac. Don't get all mushy on me, said April, punching Finn on the arm. Finn smiled. His arm would bruise, but he knew a punch that light was as close as his sister came to a gesture of affection. So what are we going to do about these mysterious cockroach deaths, he asked. The town still blames us for the killing spree. We're never going to be able to figure it out using reason and logic, said April. Because we're not smart enough, said Finn. No, dummy, because no one in this town is reasonable or logical. But we've got to clear our names, said Finn. I know you don't like the kids here. I don't particularly like them either. But I can't go through the next five years of school being hated by everyone. They heard the front door open and Dad bustled in. You, said April, pointing at him. What have I done, panicked Dad. You've got a lot of junk about the place, said April. Do you think you could build us a couple of bicycles? I suppose so, said Dad, uncertainly. Come on, said April. If you can whip up a helicopter, something with two wheels and a chain can't be too hard. Well, yes, in fact, I've got some old bike frames in my shed, remembered Dad. Excellent, said April. This will work perfectly. What are you on about, asked Finn. I've got a plan, she announced. You do, said Finn, surprised. His sister was more of a punch-now-ask-questions-later kind of girl. Definitely not a 
think hard and come up with a structured response type. We are going to set a trap, said April, her eyes sparkling with menace. Finn was suspicious. You're not thinking about one of those bear traps, are you, with the razor-sharp steel jaws that slam shut, because I'm pretty sure those are illegal. No, not one of those, said April impatiently. The shipping is way too expensive. What? exclaimed Finn. You tried to get one? Yeah, said April. Last year, when I was sure you were sneaking in my room to copy my maths homework. But that wasn't me, said Finn. It was Joe sneaking into your room to use your pencil sharpener. April shrugged. It would have worked either way. If I'd broken your leg, Joe would have felt bad and confessed. But that's not the type of trap I'm planning to use. Just then, the house started to vibrate. In the distance, they could hear the loud thwack, thwack, thwack of an approaching helicopter. Ah, Joe's coming home, said April. (laughs) said Finn. The noise became deafeningly loud. Through the kitchen window, they could see tree branches getting whipped about and even torn off by the downthrust. The helicopter lowered into view, carefully touching down right in the middle of Dad's best rose bed. If the wind hadn't flattened every living plant, then the runners on the chopper grinding them into the soil certainly did. The engine cut out and the blades began to slow. The door slid open and Joe jumped out. Loretta got out too. She reached up and kissed Joe on the cheek. In the kitchen, Finn stood up, his fists clenched as he watched them. Joe held his hand on his cheek and watched Loretta walk away. Joe turned and made his way to the back door. Why did she have to land the helicopter in the middle of the flower bed? demanded April as soon as Joe stepped in through the back door. She said it was important to have a target to aim for, said Joe. How could you? demanded Finn. His arms were crossed and he glared at his big brother. What? asked Joe. I'll help Dad replant. Ignore him, said April. He's just annoyed because I wanted to break his leg. I've got a plan for tomorrow and I need your help. The first thing we have to do is make two cockroach costumes. And that is the end of the chapter, so we'll leave it there. Until next time, goodbye.